Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Ben Tice, owner of Skull Marketing, whose focus is on giving small businesses and nonprofits the tools and the resources they need to get found online and to be successful. Hey, Ben, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, Mark. Nice. Oh, you're to be welcome. Here. Awesome. Can can you tell us a bit more about you know where your business is, where it is today, and what kind of clients you love working with? Yeah. Well, again, I'm very blessed that you know again we've been able to continuously grow. Um, we've now our I've owned School Marketing. I started it, so we've been in business now for 11 years. And you know again, and even just as that you know 11 years has gone, we've also even kind of just transformed a little bit. And so who we predominantly kind of deal with is I like to kind of say serious solo or entrepreneurs to small businesses to kind of getting into like the small businesses that are ready to take it to that next level to be a medium-sized business. So, mm-hmm. you know, again, like a couple of things that we tell people, we love working with founders. So, you know, again, or founder-led companies. doesn't always have to be, you know, again, we're, you know, like when someone works for us or as a client, like they're not always working with me as the founder. But I think there's something too that when you're working with a, with a company that's still founder-led, you know, I think we can all kind of understand, you know, again, kind of that mindset, you know, no matter what size they get, they're still at heart kind of that, you know, that small business. And so that's what I really, you know, those are the people that we love to kind of work with. I always kind of joke that if we need to go through six people and have, you know, again, four discussions on the color red and the shade that it's going to bring on your website or, you know, again, your, your social media account, probably not the right fit for us. We're all about high ROI. And, you know, again, getting in the room and, you know, again, having those conversations and building those relationships up Mm. with clients that they feel like they can kind of trust somebody. So that's really kind of how we, you know, again, who we like to work with and who we have kind of done. And what's been really kind of cool about this is that it's grown into some larger companies going, you know what, especially here in Minnesota, you know, we'd like to work with you. You know, people like Jacuzzi, people like Famous Dave's. And some other companies that maybe don't have as, you know, again, high appeal, but are even bigger than those guys. It's been really cool, you know, again, going through that process and seeing like, you know what, we've done the agency route. We've done that kind of that big, you know, feeling of working with another partner. We want to work mm. with someone that that's local, that's not outsourcing all the time. And, you know, just that little bit of feel. And that's what we try to bring to the table. <clears throat> nice. That sort of founder led um, aspect. I think that's huge. I mean, Designing by collaboration and having the cleaner and everyone else to put their two cents within, it's, it's tough. But to have that direct input, to have that direct connection, I think it's, 
it's huge. It makes such a difference. So I can see why that's the kind of people that you love working with. Um, with that yeah. comes... And it really does. Right? So with, with that comes so many challenges and, and other things that come along where, what is it that you find like time and time again is, is something you need to help uh, those founders to like overcome or release in order to get the best from the work that you guys do? Yeah. So again, like, you know, we love working with our clients, of course. One of the undersides of working with someone that's a little bit smaller is usually we're dealing with someone that either that this is their first, first foray into a website, digital marketing, or it might be their first like real way or, you know, again, they're really trying to take this seriously. Reason I say it that way though, too, is there's usually a lot of education we have to kind of go through. And so sometimes there's that trial period. There's just that proving out period, which we understand. And again, like I was actually going to be an elementary teacher a long time ago. And so, you know, again, I love, you know, again, being able to help, you know, again, our clients. And we actually do a lot of workshops and webinars open mm. to the public. And we love that kind of teaching aspect. So while it is, you know, again, just difficult sometimes, just because it will take a lot of energy sometimes, we'll take just a lot of steps that we have to go through that maybe some other agencies don't. It's still honestly really rewarding, but not going to lie, you know, what I mean, there are some challenges and having to educate someone, you know, time and time again, of sometimes, you know, again, what we're doing, how it's beneficial and kind of going through that process. Yeah, because it's not just like a, a cookie cut, cut approach that one size fits all. Everyone <clears throat> has different needs, especially in the nonprofit sector where um, it's it's a tough area to talk about the, the money, the donations, how to best utilize this. What's the strategy for bringing in clients and, and resources? So that sort of bespoke approach and understanding their dreams, their desires, where they're actually going, what's the best route for them? Is that where you have to maybe realign them or make them see, hey, we need a solid plan here. If you don't know where you go, how the hell can we take you there? Yeah. Well, and another good point that you kind of brought up too, Mark, with that is that sometimes people come in with preconceived notions because they read it, you know, somewhere they were told by somebody else, or they're just kind of guessing because that's what they think. They Again, they may not know what they don't know. And so a lot of times, sometimes it's having to reteach some of that kind of stuff, like to give you an example, like with a nonprofit that you're talking about is, you know, when we start working with nonprofits, it's all about, okay, we want to get donations, we want to get volunteers and everything like that. But if you go on to Google and start running ads for, you know, volunteers, donations, trying to do SEO for that, people really aren't searching that way. What a lot of times they're doing is they're searching for what you can accomplish and what you can do, and then kind of backtracking. So it's, it's then being able to be like, okay, time out, you know, again, nonprofit, let, let, you know, tell us what you're essentially trying to do. And then also kind of leaning us on as the experts, we can help you actually show you the best ROI return on investment with your, I always tell people, you have three resources, time, energy, and budget, using those three resources internally and externally to get you to your destination in the most effective way possible. Love that. You just hit upon the three core aspects that you know, we also look at the resources, time, energy, and money. Those are the three resources we have in life. Now, energy is replenishable. We can always bring this back. Uh, money, you'll always get money. You'll always be able to earn more money. Time. Oh my gosh. Now, time is the most important variable that we all have. We think it's money. It ain't. It's all about time, collapsing that time for success, allowing us to experience the time that we have, buying other people's time to fuel your dreams. So I love that you picked out those three aspects because it's so important to highlight these 
and talk about them in the way that works for for you and, and your clients. Absolutely. And, you know, also when, you know, if you talk about time, it's, you know, we have conversations with clients like that a lot, especially sometimes the smaller ones that we're working on. It's like, you know, when it's absolutely, if they want to try and do some of this on their own, that's great. But a lot of the ones that, you know, again, are going to get it are ones realizing the opportunity cost usually is going to far outweigh the actual monetary cost of having an expert kind of help you within there. Now, again, of course, you have to stay within your budget. You have to do it smart. You might have to jog before you run, crawl before you walk, of course. But it's getting, it's having that mindset sometimes, which is also really important of how do I get there and having a plan to do it. Nice. Love that. So let's talk about your journey in your business. So how do you, how did you come across this and, and decide that, yeah, you know what? I want to start my own agency. Yeah. So it's a little bit um, kind of a fun story. I guess um, I've always been, you know, me and everyone always says a hard worker, but I've always been like a hard worker and always wanted to do entrepreneurship. So like in college, for instance, I actually didn't have the classic kind of college experience like most did. I actually commuted 45 minutes um, to, you know, me again, college. I went full-time to college. I had a job on the side, a full-time job and an internship. And so my whole job or my whole thing was kind of treating college like a job and just learning as much as I could. Well, I, I took that and I was able to parlay that into an internship, which then, you know, again, that internship became a job. And I had, a, you know, again, really a lot of kind of fun times that it was actually a sports marketing company. I got to travel around the country being in my early 20s, traveling around the country, single, going to all these cool things. Obviously, I love football. It was dealing with football all-star games. It was so great. I, you know, again, then essentially got hired by Google, which is really where kind of this, the story really gets, you know, again, kind of picks up to where I am now. And I got hired by Google to be, you know, again, to be the local partnership manager here in Minnesota. Really what that meant is I had to hire a team to put together, to put a face to Google and to go out there and help everywhere from mom and pop small businesses, all the way up to like bigger enterprises like Targets, Mall of Americas, the Minnesota Vikings, and work with everybody kind of in between on all things Google. If that was search, mm. if that was ads, if that's YouTube, Gmail, you name it. Again, us putting a face to Google and kind of being able to do that. But one of the key things that I did at Google was I became a Google certified speaker and they had me travel around the country and they usually gave me kind of the podunk kind of little kind of towns, which I absolutely loved, you know, Casper, Wyoming, Montgomery, Alabama. You're going to have the greatest time in these little towns that a lot of the other speakers are like, oh, I don't want those because they're not, you know, sometimes quote unquote as sexy. And so in <laughs> really our job was to go to these towns. And at that point, too, we're talking about, you know, maybe 12, 13 years ago, we're talking about trying to teach, you know, again, a lot of business owners why even being online is important. You know what I mean? Because at that point, you know, even being on Google Maps, getting a website, helping them get started, realizing that it doesn't have to be cost prohibitive. It does, you know, you can do some of this yourself. And even if it's not the most beautiful looking website, it's someplace to kind of start. What I learned from that, which ultimately brought me to kind of school marketing and starting that was I learned the whole kind of concept that I would teach all these people how to do this. And I get rave reviews at the end of it being like, Ben, thank you for breaking these things down and being able to show me how to do this why it's important. This is great stuff, but I still don't want to do it. <laughs> I, you know what I mean? Can I hire you to do it? And like, again, I was at Google at that point. And so there wasn't there, I, you know, I would help a couple of them on the side or whatever, but it wasn't really set up to do that. But it mm -hmm. got in my mind kind of thinking that, you know, again, like 
the model up to that point was always, you know, anything informational, you know, we were kind of going through a shift as a society and even with Google, even being more and more popular, kind of the information age. But there was a shift kind of happening because before that is anything that was informational, it was almost secretive. You had to have a, you know, subscription, you had to pay for it, you had to do that. And my whole thing was, if I could submit myself as an industry expert by doing this and A, who doesn't want to help somebody else out? So I can help somebody else out. But at the end of the day, the, you know, again, I feel like the, the, the smart ones and the ones that were very critical thinking realized pretty quick to say, yeah, I could go do that. Mm. But do I want to spend my time and energy on that when I could get a better return by having an expert kind of help me along with that? So when Google ultimately what happened with Google was they decided to kind of reconfigure our we had state teams. They decided to do region teams. And my job was actually going to go to San Francisco and I didn't want to move. So I decided to take a chance on myself and kind of go out there. But I always had in the back of my mind, I said, you know, again, if I go out here and I can continuously get in front of people, do workshops, do webinars, do, you know, again, seminars, all this other kind of stuff and teach people what they need to do and really open the book and say, hey, if you want to be successful online, this is what you have to do. Then I I, I knew two things. One is I could submit myself as an industry expert, someone that people could trust because I'm Mm -hmm. showing them how to do it. We had competitors, we had Target Corp, we had, you know, again, people sending other, you know, again, uh, people to our workshops, but then also just getting more kind of exposure. And I honestly, at the point, I had a lot of people tell me, again, Ben, you're crazy. You got to charge for those. You got to do this. You know, you're stupid if you do that. And I was just like, I just, I I have a feeling here, you know, again, just with, with what I've seen, and where I think a lot of things are going, mm-hmm. that this would really kind of work. And again, this is way before, you know, it seemed like there were a lot of podcasts, a lot of YouTube videos and things like that out there. And so that's really kind of what happened. So I said, hey, let's take the leap of faith. And I started school marketing with just myself. And now we've grown it to a team of about 20 now um, here, 11 years later. Nice. So you took all the expertise that you knew, you took all the the holes in the market that you saw at the time and when the time was right and luckily the universe opened that door for you because you may not have done it on your own it was like it kind of fell into place so i love the sort the, the sort of natural journey you've seen um with a little push not in a wink from from god source whatever you believe in along the way yeah. um fascinating love that and you invoke the the law of reciprocity so to be able yes. to give all that value <laughs> out there which is what's taught so much nowadays give as much away as you can give it away for yep. free give everything away for free because number one if people won't do it we can give as much to one on this bar- on the like, barbecue what's wrong podcast where did barbecue come from must be hungry as much as we want but not a lot of people actually put it into practice people buy books don't do the thing listen to podcasts and webinars they don't do it it's how you allow people to, as you said, see you as the authority. And now it's like, cool, yep. that sounds great. Yep, you've got me hooked. Uh, can you do it? Because I don't know how the fuck to do it. Love that. Exactly. Or again, I don't have time. I don't have the desire. I don't have, you know what I mean? Yep, just Ben, I need you to kind of do it. I, and I need someone I can trust, someone okay. that I know is good at it and knows that we'll get it done. And that's and really what proven. we've, you know, making done. Yeah, you, you prove yep. by what you've done that they can trust you, that they know you. Um, yeah, yeah, love that. Beautifully put. That's a great lesson, advice for people out there trying to work out how to best do it, to follow all the marketing campaigns, strategies, everything out there works. Find the right thing for you and the right way to connect with your 
audience. Sounds simple. It is simple. It ain't fucking easy, but it's it's simple once yeah. you find the right thing for you. And then, yeah, then it was just really honing in that, building that up. And, you know, again, as I went along, I've actually started a couple other businesses as well and kind of building either synergy within them or just, you know, again, like I found kind of the, you know, again, kind of a victim to the of the curse of entrepreneurship you know what i mean like again school marketing is definitely my number one but you know what i mean like over um covid myself i actually started two other companies and those have really kind of exponentially kind of grown and so you kind of fall victim to that but you're using it's kind of nice because you're using some of those same you know again lessons and how to do that and just now just replicating and having some of those you know it's taking me back which is really kind of fun to some of those you know again not all of it's easy as we all know um, yeah. Some of it just downright sucks and is shitty, but it is really kind of fun to go through some of that process. Nice. Yeah. Well, hey, let's let's talk about that side of it because no one's here to just hear us talk about you know rainbows and buttercups and life is amazing and here's how things dropped into your lap. It's <laughs> hold on, there is more behind this. As especially an agency owner, an entrepreneur, sometimes the you know the accidental entrepreneur. I didn't really mean to be doing this, and I've kind of found my way do, you know doing this. So for you personally, you've obviously had some some challenges as you've gone through this, but let's focus on the here and now you've built your business out. So you're away from being the solopreneur. You're away from being like the, the entrepreneur. You are the CEO. You are the next level. So obviously you, as a growing your agency, chance are you went through like perfectionism and the desire to really help people and devaluing <clears throat> your worth because you're trying to help other people. And it's, and that's probably what you, know, you struggle with for a while. Now as a CEO, now you're at this level what are your current challenges? Where are you struggling right now in your journey? Yeah, I would say, you know, you're right, though, because it's kind of fun looking back at some of the, you know, again, like, it's almost like the you know pyramid of needs, you know what I mean? You start looking at back of those, and they really kind of correlate. Um, you know, again, now, as I've grown, and I've gotten through some of those, you know, again, there, I'd say it kind of comes down to two. One is, you know, again, you know, again, fighting myself, sometimes getting pulled into some of those things that I used to do mm -hmm. all the time. And just, you know, I mean, again, like, I feel like I've gotten way better at it. But I think we all sometimes struggle that as an entrepreneur, knowing that, you know, again, it, it's not only that I can let it go, it's just making mm -hmm. sure that it's done and knowing that, you know, someone might have to do it a few times to get where some of the expectations are in my mind. But that's again, like, that's how you kind of grow. So sometimes it's preventing myself from slipping back and, you know, having to call time up like, nope, we're going to have you kind of do this. I'll be here to support you, but I got to push you on to do that. And to be honest, another thing I've been really struggling with lately too is almost enjoying or not feeling guilty of mm. reaping kind of what, you know, again, I've been able to kind of grow here. You know, my wife, a lot of times reminds me like, Ben, you know, this is sometimes what business owners do is, you know, again, like you work until 10 o'clock, you know, again, 12 at night, you work on the weekends, you, you know, again, you do all that. And you've been doing that for 11 years that sometimes it's nice. Like for instance, next week, I'm actually going to Thailand for 17 days. And I'm not going to lie. I'm a, I'm a little nervous. I'm very, very excited, but I fight some of this like guilt of, I always want to be, you know, the first one in the building. I always want to be the, you know, still to this day as a CEO, I still don't want to seem lazy. And to me, you know, again, expectations of what lazy looks like might be a little bit different, which, you know, again, sometimes can, you know, again, cause some issues or expectations wise, you know, an understanding and growing and learning employees versus, you know, um, your passion for the business. Uh -huh. But I think that sometimes I struggle with the kind of the guilt factor of it's okay to kind of enjoy those. And, you know what I mean? If, if, if you're not working, it's okay that other people are working. 
that's really what I've kind of started to kind of struggle with here as I've been able to take advantage of some of the work that I've been putting in for the past decade plus. Yeah, I'm sure so many people at home are nodding along going, yeah, yeah, that's exactly where I'm at. Um, or, yeah, I remember that time it was it was tough. I remember it so clearly. But just listening to you, um, yeah, under not 20 minutes we've been chatting away so far, you're, you're so easy to put a positive spin on it. The energy you have is infectious. It's beautiful to hear. Obviously, you've had years of being presenting and being the face and going out there. Okay, that served you so well. Maybe that's the phrase I should use here. It served you so well. You still have the entrepreneur spirit. You still have the solopreneur drive. Yet you've kind of got a different hat on now. You've got the CEO hat on. So those skills and yeah. traits, the passion to do the work, the desire to make sure it's done well, done in, in your way, in the way that you think, because that's the only way that'll help the client. What if it's done in a, in a bad way? They might not get the results or, oh my gosh, they might leave us. <gasps> all these worries yeah. come into play, right? I'm, I'm joking about that, but it's a very real concern. No, so, it, it literally is, it, is though. That's exactly what you go through. So what is it for you with your, let's double tap on that letting go. What is it? Because you, you should go to this. Say, oh, I'm doing so much better now. I, I know what I should be doing. However, you still do get pulled in. So let's unravel that. When you get pulled back in, when you struggle to let go, what's behind that? Do you know what's driving you? Yeah. So I feel like it used to be more the control, which obviously I feel like that's what all business owners and the CEOs go through. Again, now I sometimes feel it's the guilt. It's the, you know, again, like it, it's just, it's a different position to be in to essentially not only have the authority, but in the position mm -hmm. to say, Hey, you go do this, especially for some of the tasks that I know aren't enjoyable. But again, like we all go through them, we have to kind of do them, but sometimes I have to stop myself before just jumping into it. Like, if, you know, if a client, I see someone, you know, like an example, it just happened recently, a client kind of came back and was kind of frustrated with the design that we kind of sent back to them from a website stuff, you know, again, there. And, you know, again, of course, you know, again, I'm sure everyone can relate to this. I get CC'd on it just because they feel like I can pull Ben into this and I can, you know, do that. And my first reaction is like, okay, I got to jump into this. You know what I mean? I don't want to feel guilty that I'm just making my, you know, uh, my project manager go through that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. But then I honestly, I had to take a step back and prevent myself and to go, hey, like how I'm where I am now and how you build those skill sets of how you can either prevent some of those things, start to see some of those issues that, that someone almost predict what someone may not like, you know, again, two, three steps until it's right here in your face. You have to go through this. You have yeah. to have those uncomfortable conversations. And so I guess it's more, you know, honestly, when, when I have those, it's more guilt because I don't want to seem like, hey, you just have to go deal with the shit right now. I'm just going to go sit in my office and, you know, me again, kind of do that. So, you know, and again, I know it's, it's not, most likely that's not how the way they view it, but I just always, you know, internally do that. Yeah. And, and to that point, the, the guilt you're talking about is it you don't want your, your project manager, your, your designers, your team members to feel that because you saw it coming or you know how to deal with this. You also don't want your um, your clients to feel let down or not taken care of as they should. So it sounds like you're trying to balance two separate camps of feelings and, and emotions. That must be tiring. Yeah. That must be tough. 
Yeah, no, I can. And I think part of it is just, you know, again, the gradual, you know, again, the size of our company and stuff like that. You know, again, if we're maybe talking here again, Mark in five years, 10 years to, you know, I mean, wherever it might be. But, you know, again, I also know that there's that naturalness as you grow, you just can naturally kind of divide some space. And part, part of the issue that we sometimes run into, which we've also been kind of talking about internally, is that I love sales and not to be arrogant, but I, I'm fairly good at it as well. And so it's kind of an odd thing that I started the company, you know, being able to do, you know, I built websites myself. I did SEO. I did all that myself. And, but I'm saying we have a little bit kind of a unique, you know, again, situation where 10 years later, I'm still the number one salesperson that's kind of doing it because I kind of like it. But mm -hmm. that can sometimes, you know, again, where some of these situations kind of come from is, oh, wow, I just talked to the owner and I, you know, again, I can be, I've got, you know, Ben's direct line and all of that kind of stuff. So there is a little bit of that, but you're right though, it can be exhausting. It's not only balancing it. It's, you know, again, just no, you know, again, just the progression of growing and kind of going into it as well or going through it. Yeah. And another thing that we, we talk about so often with, with, with our clients and other people in your situation on this podcast is, oh my gosh, it's the, the identity that, that you are going into. And I hear it time and time again, it's, yeah, I, I, what well, I know this is what, who I should be. I know where I'm going. It's just oh it's that change um, i like to say it's, it's you know a part of you is going to die a part of you is going to end and it sounds like from what you just said it's that you know the number one salesperson you're proud of how good you are at this you love the impact that you have that part has to end it has to die as a new iteration of ben comes through maybe you thought yeah. about this maybe you haven't how does that feel? Where, where's, where's the fear or what are you scared of with this new identity of, of who Ben is in this next phase? Well, so it's kind of funny. I feel like I have in a sense, you know, I mean, maybe not approached it, you know, again, in that kind of context, but it's, it's a great, you know, again, way to kind of frame it. I guess where I'm kind of going with that though, which is kind of, uh, you know, again, unique is I think this is where, you know, me starting my other kind of companies and being able to kind of have that, I think it's been able to help me kind of cope you know, me again, kind of with that and, you know, me again, still being able to feel that and have that now in these two other companies, mm. but now being able to, you know, me again, start to let go. And then I also, which has also helped me tremendously is I have a VP that is looking and is, you know, me again, chomping at the bit and wants to do more, wants to, yeah. and is also very, very good at it. So I feel very blessed because I'm in that situation where, yes, I have kind of struggled. It's a little bit of kind of a business identity type of thing, but I feel like I've self-coped and then have help also on the other side too. Awesome. So you got the support with your, your team members that are ready and willing and able. You can see where you're supposed to be going towards. Yeah, it's having an impact on your personal life because the hours that you work, the, the continuing to go back in. I mean, we all know this. It's, it's tough as you make that transition. So you're working your way through this. Um, so where, where's your focus for the next like, year, two years? What, what's your focus for this business and where you actually want to see yourself? Yeah. Yeah. To be honest with you, you know, you know, we feel like we're in a very good spot. What we're trying to do is we're trying to fine tune process internally, because mm -hmm. I feel like the more process you have or structure is it's easier to rely on that than just, um, you know, again, like, one of the big things, Mark, is getting a lot of the stuff that's out here that I know how to do day to day, but actually now putting them into stuff. Yeah. And so, and you know, you can get and you can get by quite a bit. And we started this process about a year and a half ago, 
really documenting stuff. And, and, you know, my business partner and some of my, I told my team members, Hey, call me out when it's happening. And there have been several times where it's like, Hey Ben, you know me and like, okay, well you told me to, we got to call a timeout instead of you telling us how to do that and just kind of walking us through, we need to make a process for that. So we're not going through this all the time. So I think like that is really what we're focusing on a year because I also think that it allows people to then grow more comfortably because there's something to kind of rely on. And, you know, cause I know they get guilty sometimes too, feeling like they need to come to me or they need to come to someone else, you know, again, in that regard too. And mm. they don't want to be looked down upon or something like that. So really I think where I can personally kind of grow and where I'm excited to, as well as where the company can be- kind of benefit is if we kind of continue to, you know, work on that process, work on that structure and not have it be so Ben focused or centric. Nice. Perfect. I mean, the, the curse of the business owner, everything's in your head. Everything has been created yes. by you. It's getting it out <clears throat> into the system, process, other people, um, making it streamlined. And also, <gasps> shock horror, changing the processes because yours may not be the most efficient. Yours may not be the right way of doing exactly. things. Exactly. Oh, that's another journey <laughs> we haven't spoken about. Oh my gosh, that's beautiful. <laughs> yes. Nice. Hey, so, Ben. No, and again, that, that's absolutely some of it too. So it's been cool. Uh, it, it's great. So with that is the exit. It is how you exit this phase of your business. Not completely, unless you want to. Of course, you know where that's going, whether it's selling, exiting, what your role is going to be like in, in three, five years. Who knows what it could be for you? And of course, things change. Mm-hmm. So right now, it looks like it's the exit. It's the process. It's how to be able to do that. So it's been fascinating. I've loved hearing your story behind the agency and the things that you're the inner <laughs> turmoil that you're you're going through. I appreciate it. No, it's and like you said, I know there's a lot of other people kind of going through it. Um, it's just it's 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 been kind of also kind of interesting, and that's why, like you know, I try to surround myself. You kind of grow with different peer groups and things like mm. that, and it's great. Then even honestly, hearing some of the people that I've surround myself with that might be, you know, again, 10, 20, 30 years, my senior and, you know, where they are in their careers and their stage. And then now even prepping like, okay, so these are some of the things, cause they're relating to me being like, oh yeah, Ben, I remember that just how on how I can say that to some people that are just starting out or early on. And yes. so now it's been kind of cool being in that middle there looking behind and now looking at the, and the, you know, and the future as well. So. Yeah. And being in those, those groups, it's amazing. And kind of those people around you because they're telling you things that you didn't know you needed to know. Oh. God, you had no yep. idea. <laughs> exactly. Nice. Well, I wish you all the success of that. And Ben, thank you so much for sharing your story and your journey with us all today. I really appreciate it. Well, thanks for having me and Skull. Skulls. Hey, look, if people want to find out more about you and your business and get in touch, where can they find you? Yeah. So obviously you can find me on LinkedIn, you know, Ben Tice, but more specifically with Skull Marketing, you can go to skullmarketing.com, S-K-O-L marketing. Um, and kind of just find us there. Actually, you'll, your contact forms and everything will go right into us and we'll be like, you can chat, you, um, you can text, you can call, you can kind of do whatever, but, uh, the best ways are either LinkedIn or kind of our website. If you want to email me directly, just Ben at schoolmarketing.com. And I'm more than happy to always even just answer questions or obviously mm-hmm. if you ever want to talk further about some business, we're always obviously down to do that too. So sounds great. Well, everyone check that out if you need to. And Hey, Ben, thanks again. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Let's go.
Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.